Hey, Bucket Squad. Hope you're having a good one. Hope you're enjoying the app. Uh, you might notice today there are some slightly different jingles going on in the uh, in the pod, uh, and that is all thanks to the work of uh, Mega Bucket Squad member Matt, uh, with uh, big assistance from Tonya, who have uh, produced some new jingles for us to drop in this episode. So thank you to them, and... Um, Please enjoy the rest of the episode. Let's get back to it now. Bye. Love you. I got a new coffee cup. It has a, a cork. The thing here is made of cork, so it doesn't nice. burn my hand when I hold Lovely. lower down when it's hot. And I can <laughs> it, the lid rotates to keep it so it doesn't spill. Are you trying to shut me up? Because I'm a lot more politicised. Pretty good. Ah. You're such a two good friends just made a podcast. George and Alex made a podcast. Talking TV, talking movies, talking music, talking culture. Okay, thank you for joining us again. Welcome to episode 27 of Culture Bucket, your favourite podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we episode 27 of Culture Bucket, your favourite podcast. I am your co-host, George. With me is your second host or your first host, however you view it, uh, co-host, Alex. Hello, Alex. Hi, George. Hi, everyone. How are you, George? <laughs> Why? I'm good. Your, vo- your voice is much higher than it was a minute ago before we started recording. Well, we were talking about serious stuff, and then you interrupted me with your stupid coffee cup. It's a pretty good cup. It has a cork. It has cork around the top, so it doesn't burn me when I'm holding it. And it has a. It, you can stop it from spilling with a little. It's a keep cup. Getting paid by them to a keep. That's a keep cup. Is that our sponsor? No, but maybe Keep Cup will hear this. Yes. You're not a podcast until you've joked about having a sponsor. Um, <laughs> so today we are doing top five music videos. We're hey. Yeah. Uh, Returning to sort of the realms of YouTube that we did a couple of weeks ago because uh, I think we both enjoyed the episode quite a bit. Hopefully you've all enjoyed listening to it as well. Would you say, Alex, did you enjoy doing that? Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun to see uh, new videos that I haven't watched before. Introduce you to Blackpink, which I know you enjoy listening to now and mm-hmm. watching. Watching Lisa. Lisa, and Lily. you know, one of them has released a new solo single, which is pretty cool. Rosie. Ah, uh, was it? So not Lisa. Not Lisa. No, Rosie. Uh, <laughs> or so, <Rose. laughs> um, so we're gonna start where we always start, which is with uh culture catch up.
Uh, I'm going to start this week. Um, I've got some music to talk about, Alex. So, you know that I use Last FM to um, track my listening habits. Are you I've been listening to. So, in the past month since I started listening to this band, I've listened to the band Wolf Alice 407 times in about the past four, two weeks. Awesome. So I would like to talk about Wolf Alice for a few minutes. Have you ever listened to Wolf Alice? No. No. Wolf Alice are a British indie rock band from London. They've got two albums. Uh, the second one is called Visions of a Life. Is it? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Visions of a Life. And it won the Mercury Music Prize in 2018. It was released in 2017. And their first album is called da, 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 da. My Love Is Cool, and that was released in 2016. So they're a relatively new band. They just announced their newest album, uh, which is being released in June, and that is called Blue Weekend. Mm-hmm. It's being released in June, and they just put out the first single for that about two weeks ago called Last Man on Earth, and I saw people hyping it up and saying, oh, this is amazing. And I had never, I think I listened to the album that won them the Mercury Prize once before, um, or around the time it won in 2018, and I listened to it once and was a bit like, oh, okay, that's fine. But I listened mm. to the new single, Last Man on Earth, and thought it was really good. It's like quite a long song, it's about five minutes long or so, and it starts very quiet and acoustic, and it builds and builds and builds and builds, this huge kind of finale, and it's the kind of music I really enjoy, so I, I had listened to it and liked it. Then they appeared on uh, Jules Holland, which is a music show in the UK, performing that single. And again, it's uh, the lead singer is sat up, sat by herself at a piano, just singing the song, uh, accompanied just by her piano. And then the rest of the band come in during the song, and it's just amazing. Like if I'd have been talking about it a couple of weeks ago when we did uh, top five YouTube performances, if uh, if it had been out at the time, it's very very good. So I was like, you know what, I should go back and check them out. And I went back and listened to their album that won the Mercury Music Prize. And it is a perfect album, Alex. Ooh. I found a perfect album. It's a masterpiece. Amazing. It's incredible. Wolf Alice are one of the great rock bands in the UK at the moment. They started off as an acoustic duo doing folk numbers. Then they mm. added a rockier rhythm section. And that blend of sort of acoustic folk sensibilities mixed with indie rock is producing incredible stuff. Their first album is very much kind of straight down the middle, kind of soft indie rock kind of music. It's very good, but it's it's all that. The second album feels like a band experimenting and working out what they enjoy and what they feel comfortable with in the way that if you think about an album like Radiohead's OK Computer, even if you don't like that album so much, I don't think it's Radiohead's best album, every single song on that album is trying something different and new mm. and the, it's the band trying, you know, maybe we're, an in, we're, maybe we're a loud rockers rock band, here's electioneering, maybe we're you know, a kind of electronic band. Here's exit music for like there's they they're doing loads of different things and seeing what they like and seeing what sticks. And mm. Visions of a Life by Wolf Alice is the same kind of album. Like it opens with a song called Heavenward, which is almost like a shoegaze song, really floaty and dreamy. It goes from that into a song called Yuk Fu, which is like a hardcore punk song. It goes from that into a song called Beautifully Unconventional, which is almost like a just a straight indie rock banger. And then from that it goes into Don't Delete the Kisses, which is their biggest hit. And that's like a kind of dream pop song. So they're like, every song is different, but each one has incredible songwriting behind it. And I've listened to this album so many 
times over the past fortnight and i think it genuinely think it's a masterpiece i can't believe that it's been out for like four years at this point and i've somehow it's mm. passed me by completely it's wow. so so good so i really recommend to anyone that's listening if you haven't listened to it uh visions of a life by wolf alice is it's a masterpiece it is a masterpiece i love it and i've i've similar to sigrid a couple of weeks ago when i was talking about sigrid and her album being really good not as good as this one though. Sorry, Sigrid. Um, I've I've found an album. I've found something that I know I'm a fan of. I am definitely a big fan of Wolf Alice going forwards, and I am now. Couldn't I think the album I'm most excited to listen to this year now is definitely their new album, uh, that's coming in June. So, Wolf Alice, Alex. I like it. Good. I like uh, they're it. Good. good. All right, I listened to. I listen to them a lot. I didn't listen to any other music, uh, so I've got nothing else to talk about there. But I watched two movies. I watched a movie um, on Amazon Prime, or I think it might have been on Shudder, called Grave Encounters, which is a found footage movie. Alex, do you know what a found footage film is? Yes, I've watched Blair Breach Project. Blair Breach Project is a good example of a (laughs) found footage movie. Absolutely. What did I say? uh, I don't know. You said... Blair Witch Project is, um, yeah, so it's a film, it's a horror movie, most commonly, where you're watching, what you're watching is meant to be footage recorded by characters in the film that's been found after they've all usually mysteriously vanished or been killed. So in Grave Encounters, um, the kind of conceit of it is that there is a TV crew that make a a TV series called Grave Encounters, which is a bit like um, a show we have in the UK called Most Haunted with Yvette Fielding, which is rubbish. Uh, and it's basically a bunch of people will go to a supposedly haunted place and stay overnight and get menaced by, you know, ghosts and things. Um, and generally in, in Most Haunted, the actual TV show that's in, on in the UK, that nothing will happen and the, and all the people on it will pretend that they're scared, but there's actually nothing going on. So Grave Encounters, the idea is that, they've, that there's a film crew that have vanished and all that's been found is the footage they recorded on this last episode they were making. And it's them staying in a, overnight in a kind of insane asylum that's been shut down. And obviously, you know, the film is basically split into two halves. In the first half, they go into the asylum, they wander around it. The person showing them around is like, in this room, this creepy thing happened. And in this room, this creepy thing happened. And oh, look at this room. There's writing all over the walls. Pretty creepy. And then in the second half of the movie, they get locked into the asylum overnight. The lights go dark. And they go back around all the rooms and all the creepy things they were told happen in there start happening again and they get all spooked out and scared. And it's pretty much um, meat and potatoes, by the numbers, found footage movie that's perfectly enjoyable if you need something you don't have to pay too much attention to, but it isn't on the level of something like Paranormal Activity or The Blair Witch Project, for example. But um, if you're looking for something to watch and you have access to it, Grave Encounters is, is perfectly fine. Then I watched a movie from 1974, called uh, The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue, which yeah, is a... Yeah, I saw on our Instagram page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put it on our Instagram page. It is a Spanish-Italian co-production set in the UK in Manchester and the surrounding countryside, the Peak District, and I'm from Manchester, so I've wanted to see this movie for a while, but, oh my word, is it difficult to see. Good God. 
It's not on any streaming services. Ah, it's not okay. currently available on Blu-ray or DVD. I had to order it off eBay. And often when it often it's not often on eBay. When copies go up on eBay, they're like fifty pounds. So wow. yeah, yeah, that that expression on your face is correct. So I put a um, <laughs> I put a saved search on eBay where it will email you if somebody if if something gets listed for Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. And eventually the right combination of me being in a bad mood and one going up for just low enough that I could justify it happened. And I got a copy of it for about 20 quid. And I was okay. I was fine with that. Um, uh, so I watched it the other day and it's a pretty, I mean, don't necessarily pay that much money for it unless you have reason to. But I had a really good time with it. Like it's a really kind of schlocky 70s zombie B-movie. There's some good gore scenes in it, but most of all, impressively, not impressively, but of most interest to me is it's filmed all around the Peak District. Like there's a whole sequence where they first see a zombie that's filmed in this place called Dovedale that I've been to loads of times growing up, and it's got these stepping stones over a lake, and this girl's running over the stepping stones and the zombie's kind of falling in the river. And um, it's just, it was super nostalgic and cool. And the film opens with a character in Manchester and then they drive out of Manchester and you see all these shots of Manchester in the 70s. And that was pretty cool for me. And the really cool thing is when the movie ended, I had a look at what special features were on the Blu-ray and there was a there was one called On Set with um, Jorge Gao, who was the director. And they must have, they got the people that released this Blu-ray that's now out of print, must have got the director, flown him over to England and taken him to a bunch of the locations that he filmed in. But they did this in like the early 2000s. So everyone's walking around with flip phones in the background and stuff. It's that kind of era. Mm. And um, there's a guy interviewing the director and they're stood in the middle of Manchester talking about, you know, da-da-da, we filmed it in Manchester and this and that and the other. And the director's really funny because he talks about how like the film was scripted to be set in Manchester. So he came over to Manchester to see where he was, what locations he was going to use. And he arrived expecting to find like a Victorian era industrial city covered in smog and smoke and coal fumes and stuff and he was like and what i found was like a clean modern normal city and i was so disappointed because it didn't fit my movie at all and he, he was like so i tried to get them to i tried to convince the people the producers to let me go and make it in glasgow because that was much more what i was expecting manchester to be because apparently he has a much lower opinion of glasgow uh which i'm sure is also a perfectly nice modern city but um but yeah, he was forced to make it in Manchester in the end, so just had to make do. But it's a cool, it was a cool, interesting thing. So uh, yeah, The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue, if you can get hold of it and you think that you would be interested in that, give it a go. It's pretty uh, it's pretty fun for kind of that era of, uh, of horror film. And then last of all for me today, um, I downloaded an app and got a subscription to the app Calm. Have you heard of Calm? Yeah, I've heard of Calm. Yeah, yeah. So uh been feeling fairly anxious recently and, and, and stuff, as I'm sure lots of people have been. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I decided finally when it kind of, uh, when I was like, I, I can't anymore, I got a subscription to Calm and I started going to sleep listening to sleep stories, which is a, a story is a sort of a thing for us to talk about. So I thought I'd talk about the sleep stories on Calm very briefly because they're okay. weird. Have you ever listened to a sleep story, Alex? No. It's fascinating. There's a, the, the section I've been going to in the app is train journeys. Okay. And the sleep story of a train journey that tends to be somebody with a very softly spoken voice describing the story of you going on a train journey. But because it has to be a sleep story, I think there can't be any conflict or drama or tension in it. Okay. So it tends to be like just very 
specific descriptions of what the train station looks like and who's in the train station and what happens when you go to the ticket office. And pretty much before you've even set foot on the train, I've fallen asleep. (laughs) Amazing. Which is... It is amazing. That. It's good. <laughs> I'd, I'd kind of like early days recommendation for Calm because it's been getting me to sleep pretty well for the past few nights. And um, we've had a couple of new listeners recently uh, that, have, uh, that people I know have started listening and they've been talking to me about it. And they've all described it uniformly as being very calming to have my voice in their ears. So I think maybe I'm going to pivot into making sleep stories. Ah, oh, amazing. That's, yeah. That's... So... Look out for that in the future. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna try my hand at writing some low impact, low tension, low drama stories of uh, just being on a train and enjoying it. That That's sounds cool. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is amazing. It's pretty good, pretty great. Well, yeah. And one of them though, there's one of the sleep stories they've got on there. That they're always this is like at the top is narrated by Matthew McConaughey. And every time I look at it, I'm like, I can't. I wouldn't be able to fall to sleep listening to his voice. It's, I'd be too excited about it. Hearing Matthew, do you know what I mean? I'm like, if I hear his voice in my head, it's like there's a film. I need to listen to the film. I don't know if I can handle Matthew McConaughey in a sleep story. So, although I did listen to one that Eva Green did, and that was pretty lovely. Lovely Eva Green talking me to sleep, nice and nice and calmly. Nice. There we go. That's my uh, that's my culture catch up for this week. Amazing. I've got this. I don't know if I told you about this new cup. Um, I bought. It has a cork band around the top. That stops me from burning. Like I my feel hand. like you're. <laughs> what? What's wrong? <laughs> this this is the third time you told me, and um, I don't know. I feel I I feel already life is surreal, and then you've just done the same thing three times. It has a. I can. It has a. It's a keep cup. Pretty. They're pretty good keep cups. Um. It's barista standard I, size as well, so you can take it into Costa and they will fill it up for you and you get a discount on your coffee. That's okay. uh, that's Keep Cup. <laughs> continue. <laughs> thank you, sir. I will continue. Uh, well, thank you for that. Uh, sounds all very good. I like the idea of a calm up because, yeah, uh, falling asleep is very hard at the moment. Or keeping it is asleep. hard, yeah. That's, that's my main problem. Yeah, and every like time money. every time I put a sleep story on, I'm like, "This isn't going to work. I'm not falling asleep at all." And then suddenly I'm awake, and it's the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Like I need that because, uh, yeah, mm. we're back in lockdown here, and it's all very tense. I can imagine. Life is tense. The new Life normal is tense. is tense. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's let's move on. So, um, I finished watching The Queen's Gambit. Oh, and yeah. I thought, and I didn't want it to finish. It's just, I was just, so, so, so I was like, oh, I, I, I actually loved that series. I think it's an amazing series, and I think Anya Taylor Joy is a joy. She's amazing. She's mesmerizing. <laughs> she is amazing. I love how it ended. I, I just, well, I didn't love that it ended, but I love how it ended. And I thought it ended very well, didn't it? The the, fi- the final kind well. of shot is gorgeous. And I thought like the, the end is just so beautiful, and also like the last match that she has, and what happens after whoever wins. Because I don't want to spoil it. 
but it's it's definitely it's definitely something like a series to watch and it's amazing and I'm kind of obsessed with Anya Taylor Joy every time I see her I'm like ooh and she's she's so yeah. she changes in everything like I've seen her blonde I've seen her ginger I've seen her with brown hair uh she's got a very interesting accent in normal life mm-hmm. which is kind of british american i don't know but omg love her so yeah, yeah. thank you for that recommendation you're um, very welcome i want to yeah. ask you about it um did you as it went on did mm. you see what i meant about how you might change your opinion on her kind of social skills and stuff like that i s- yeah yeah but i still think that she's there's something that is not quite right but like, it's not not, not right but, not but it's quite... not an issue for her like she's able to she's able to get through life and make friends and ah, yeah, she's yeah. very confident with people do you know what i mean like it, mm. it's in terms of like i was talking about how the main vice for her the main issue is her addiction like mm. she's able to succeed with friendships and with you know partners and things like that quite yeah. well throughout the series especially as it gets not to there's a shot in the final episode or there's a little sequence in the final episode where she gets called by somebody and then there's a reveal as to who else is in the room on this phone call do you know which bit i mean yeah yeah i loved that that's probably my favorite bit of the entire series when you realize that they're all there supporting her do you know which bit i mean yeah yeah i i i don't agree i thought that was super cheesy and kind of weird and i didn't like that oh really i like the fact that they 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 supported her but also they kind of abandoned her as well a little bit i don't know yeah it was it was okay it was just a bit yeah not my favorite part but i oh wow some way you like fair it enough. i think yeah. that's the best bit yeah i i like i like when you know she meets again with the journalist uh that um she fell in love with and i thought that was really sweet because she actually like loves him and i think is she's like you know i thought that was really nice yeah yeah that was nice yeah. but i found yeah. him a bit cheesy so yeah we have different opinions but yeah yeah uh so yeah i really enjoyed it very very good and uh then new season of attack on titan the last season of attack on titan has started i've waited until the end uh to start so just started the first two new episodes uh the setting has changed which kind of completely throws you in a different dimension and it's very clever so uh, there, you know, because you know what the the aim was to get to, you know, defeat the Titans outside of the 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 walls. walls. But what's outside the walls? Yeah. Um, Titans. So, mm, Titans. But what? Why? Why are there Titans? Who are these Titans? What's going on? So, <laughs> Attack on Titan is this Japanese uh, series that I love. It was my number one uh, pick. In the anime um, episode and it's about these people that are confined in wars and they have and keep getting attacked by titans and uh, they have to fight the titans but in the last season at the end of the one before this one and uh, the last uh, and this last season they kind of are outside the walls and there's uh, lots of surprises outside the walls and it starts explaining what has been going on why the walls are there 
who are these titans and uh who are the people inside of the walls so it's 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 I mean, is it satisfying to find out it is and it is not i don't know because for <laughs> for four seasons I've been in the wars and it's been, it's, and you know, the, the mission was to get out of the wars and you kind of got used to and cozy in these wars. And now you're out of the wars and you see the outside world in the wars and you go, oh, messed up. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I've, I'm, I've only watched two episodes because I wanted to kind of finish. Like the season has, has 16 episodes and 14 have come out. And so I wanted to wait until it was nearly finished to start again. Um, and I've only watched two episodes and it's, interesting lots of new characters uh mm. but it's i think it's kind of hard to get your head around it and i'm hoping that the more the season goes on uh the more i can get my head around this new idea of uh being outside of the walls <laughs> yeah but very you know george i keep saying to you you need to start watching again all the seasons on netflix it's it's a good anime long yeah yeah very long i will because i don't know if i said on the podcast but all through uh, the christmas holidays i rewatched all the seasons Mm. um and so i to kind of like remember and it's pretty amazing like when once you start rewatching it again and you go oh yeah forgot about that and then you find out lots lots of new things and how people got infiltrated and titans and yeah attack on titan uh last season forever because it's finished out now on netflix very exciting and um i also needed something to uh calm me down i didn't realize about the calm up but i decided to watch a film called uh unicorn store (laughs) oh this is brie larson's directorial yeah brie larson's directorial debut and yeah, personally, that's exactly what I needed. I, <laughs> I watched it. I loved it. It was fluffy. It was pink. It was nice. It was... I loved it. I personally loved it. And I didn't realize it had such... Like, it had really bad reviews. Like, not great reviews. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it and it's just out. about this uh, this girl... Uh, this. Have you watched it, by any chance? No. Yeah, it's about this... Um, this uh, university student, college student, whatever you want to call it, uh, who gets kicked out of university for making something art that's not very good. Um, and she goes back to the family home. John Cusack is the mother, which I always love uh, seeing her in films. And, oh, Joan um, Cusack. Joan? Ja- yeah. Joan Cusack. What did I say? Yeah. I, I think you said Joan, but it sounded a bit like John. And then I... I was confused when he said. I don't know, Joe. But it's fine. Joe Cusack uh, is uh, the mother, and um, Bradley Whitford, who is in Get Out, is the father. And they're like, yeah, love it. And they're like uh, camp counselors, and they're trying to like push their daughter to achieve their best. And uh, she gets a temp job. And then, but then she gets this letter, and she goes to uh, a unicorn store, and she meets Samuel L. Jackson, uh, who is the salesman, and he's trying to sell her a unicorn. And 
it was so random that I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really sweet and I thought it was really kind of lovely and um I don't know. I, I feel like people looked at watched this film with being way too serious about it. I feel yeah. like it's kind of like a metaphor of you yeah, she buys a unicorn, yeah. She believes in herself, but she she believes in this so much that it seems really silly. But in the end, she achieves what she wants to achieve. And in a way, I feel it's kind of like a metaphor for life. Or maybe I've looked too much into it, but I thought it was so nice that it was kind of like, this girl wants to buy a unicorn. Okay, let's go with the film. It's like, if you go with the film, I feel you can enjoy it. If you don't ask mm. yourself too many questions. Uh, Brie Larson is amazing. Like, I don't think there is anything that I can watch with her that I won't enjoy because she's a very beautiful and... A talented actor and yeah. I I don't know I How's just the unicorn it, in it the unicorn is beautiful I didn't think I was going to see a unicorn and it's just a beautiful scene when she sees the unicorn like I, I definitely think it's a good film and I feel like I was reading some reviews uh, from critics and critics just like are so bitter like er, the only good thing about this film is like uh, uh, 90 minutes long it's like come on it's not that bad it's just it's just a nice lovely film that I just I slept so well that night as well it was just like it was just nice everybody was quite nice in it it seemed like yeah I liked it so um, I don't know I definitely would recommend watching it without without thinking too much or without going oh this is it's not good enough you know yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's the film I watched this week. And then Haim has uh, released an expanded ev ev edition of Women in Music Part 3 with four new songs. Oh. I didn't know this. This is news to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, I'm all emotional because usually you know everything and you're like, yeah, oh. yeah. I know. Uh, I've been yes, too busy so with Wolf Alice. By the way, that album is pretty good. That Wolf okay. Alice album. Ooh. So I think they, uh, what they the, there's a new version of Gasoline with the Taylor Swift and uh, what was Taylor Swift on it? Yeah. How? What are you talking about? Do you live in some kind of alternate reality? Where's this come from? I don't know. I, I, I was on my Spotify. Like, it's amazing how you don't believe me when you don't know something. No, I don't do not believe you. Of course I believe Check you. Check it out on your Why computer. Why do I not believe you? I'm checking it out right now. Have you found it? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. So, but... Weird. Random. What? Random because I know something that you don't know or random because I'm, I made a mistake? If they, no, you haven't made a mistake. Ah, good. Um, so um, it was good because uh, I, I haven't listened to um, uh, Women in Music Part 3 for a while and I listened to it again and I don't know. I just, I just I'm glad that they re-released it with four new songs uh which is good they add something more to the album it's still an incredible album i love haim 
Uh, I've been watching videos of them cooking with their mother on uh, YouTube. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, Gasoline's very good song. 3M as well. Um, yeah, I like it. So have a listen to those songs if you haven't. And then last thing for my culture catch-up, uh, Rad Wimps uh, have released a new album uh, for uh, the uh, 10th, 10 year anniversary of uh, the Fukushima nuclear disaster. So, uh, in 11th of March 2011, uh, Fukushima, um, there was a big earthquake with a tsunami in uh, Japan, which mm-hmm. hit uh, the northern, northeast side of Japan. And um, uh, there was, uh, you know, uh, the power plant in Fukushima. Uh, the nuclear power plant in Fukushima exploded, releasing, making like crazy, horrible stuff. So that happened 10 years ago, which is insane. I can't believe 10 years have passed. And um, uh, Rad Wimps have released an album with a new song, uh, two new songs, but most of them are old songs. So eight old songs and two new songs. And the album has got an interesting name, which I will find in a second. It's called Two Plus Zero. Plus two, plus one, plus three, plus one, plus one equals 10 years. So they added the date to equals 10 years, 10 years, 10 songs. And mm. uh, it's a really, really good album. And all the proceedings of the album will go to uh, the Red Cross in Japan. So it's also for charity. And uh, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's a good, good cause. Good people. Um, album is good. I love Radwimps, one of my favorite bands of all times, and I've listened to the album a few times, and I thought it was really, really good. Um, and that's all I can say about it because uh, there's not much about. Um, I had to go to Japanese news to find out about what the album was for. Uh, because oh, really? There's not. Yeah, there's not really any any information. I couldn't find any information on English news. But um, maybe I was being dense. I don't know. Now you're going to go, I found it. You're very cruel about me today. No, (laughs) you're just like, (laughs) I told you something about Haim and you're like, no, no, Alex, not today, Josephine. (laughs) I'm surprised I hadn't heard about it. But they've actually taken the original off Spotify as far as I can see. So now that's the only version on Spotify. What? The, uh, the expanded, yeah, the expanded edition of uh, Heim's album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it moves the bonus track "Summer Girl" to the very end, which I'm not mm. sure about. I like that song <laughs> a lot. Well, you have to listen to the entire album. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's really good. Is that all your culture catch up? Uh, that is all. Ah, one more thing. Do you remember uh, a couple of weeks ago I talked about the film uh, The Long Goodbye? And yes. I said that it had the worst ending ever because uh, the 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 boy was speaking English with a really like strong Japanese accent even after having lived in America for more than 10 years. Yes. And you said that it was probably because, well, if it, like a Japanese audience would notice uh, the strong accent. But yeah. um, uh, reviews from uh, Japanese people 
uh, said the same. They, they said they could have chosen a better actor to uh, speak English because, you know, if you live in America, you, you're not going to have such a strong Japanese accent, especially if you're a kid, mm. because, you know, kids absorb all the language. So it wasn't just me. And it was also Japanese people, people in Japan hey. that said, so, you know, it is the worst ending ever. <laughs> I still think that sounds quite hyperbolic, but fine. Oh, my goodness. Watch the film. Watch the film. The worst ending ever, though. That's that's intense. That's a lot. Sit down at the back and be quiet and get out your book because it's time to discuss your homework. So, uh, last week we talked about food in or on screen, should I say. Yes. And uh, your homework was to watch... Uh, Birds of Prey, or The Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn. My homework mm-hmm. was to watch the Netflix TV show Midnight Diner. Yes! Midnight Diner, which is a show, a Japanese show, about a man with a scar on his face who runs a midnight diner, a small eatery in uh, Tokyo. In mm-hmm. Is it called the Golden Palace District or the Golden... Golden District? Just called the Golden District. That area. I think. Anyway, in this area, in this area of Tokyo, uh, where he will make food for people, uh, he'll make people whatever they ask for, provided he has the ingredients in stock. And it seems to be something that started as like a Japanese show. I mean, it's, it's totally a Japanese show, but it started like as a Japanese production. And then internationally, Netflix started co producing it at some point. Um, which makes ow, which makes sense as to why it pops up on my Netflix quite a bit. Uh, so I watched four episodes of Midnight Diner. I watched three episodes of the original series, and I watched uh, the Ham Cutler episode that you talked about on the podcast last week. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I watched what were the first three episodes? I watched one about. Codro, which for anyone listening, Codro is um, salmon. Oh, no, sorry, cod eggs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the I most used horrible to sometimes thing have ever. to eat it in Japan and I didn't like it. And then in this episode of Midnight Diner, this woman walks in and just orders some Codro. And then all she gets on a plate is. Um, like the actual sack, the actual like egg sack from the cod, it looks like. Yeah. All the, and she just picks it up and bites a big chunk out of it. And I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> I don't like Codro at all. No. But um, the story was nice in that episode. It was all to do with her. She liked having her Codro medium rare because that was how her boyfriend had it. And she always kind of has stuff the way her boyfriend does. And then she um, comes in one day and asks for it raw. And he can tell that it's because she's, she's split up with her boyfriend. Um, so it's interesting. It's an inter- I like the way that it kind of the food people. It's all about the food people are eating reflects kind of the story of their life or the, what they're going through or something nostalgic from their past, which is quite nice. Yeah, uh, I watched another episode about the Ochazuke sisters, who are these three oh, yeah. women that all order rice with tea poured on it, which I'd never heard of. But have you heard of that? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I have it. I have it when I'm a hangover. Really. 
Yeah, Interesting. I love it. Yeah. So is it just like, actual tea poured on rice? No, no, no. It's not tea. Uh, it's uh, depending. There are different flavors. So there's wasabi flavor. There's ume flavor, which is plum. There is, and there's always like seaweed in it. And mm. uh, but uh, my favorite is uh, plum. And um, mm. when I'm hangover, it's like the best thing in the world. Every time I go to yeah. Japan, I bring back some uh, some of that ochazuke. Sorry. Nice. Uh. Um, so that was cool. And then, but then I watched an episode that opened with a lady eating natto. Do you know natto, Alex? I I know that you do. Uh, yes, I do know natto. It is not my favorite thing, but um, I know in Japan they enjoy it. They do. It is fermented soybeans. Yes. And generally, you get it in a little pot, and it's sort of, it looks like, I don't know, it's like very small baked beans uh, coated in the stickiest, slimiest substance I've ever encountered in my life. I've never, yeah. I can't think of how to describe the stickiness and sliminess of natto. It doesn't compare to anything else I've ever come across. Yeah. And it also has quite a pungent odor. Um, oh, the odor is the one that kills you. Like, I think, I think yeah. if it didn't have such a bad smell, you probably would be yeah. able to eat it more. That's possibly Just the true. Smell. I mean, I find it completely revolting, but I find Marmite <laughs> completely revolting. So it's not um, limited to a Japanese delicacy, uh, if you see what I mean in terms of things I find disgusting. You're wrong. But... Marmite is incredible. No, I can't stand Marmite. Or, or I brought some, uh, this is outside the, the remit of our podcast, but I brought some some chilli Marmite that they've put out in the UK recently, limited edition Marmite with chilli in it, because I love spicy food. So I was like, I'll try some of that. I, you, yeah. spread it on a, I spread it on a crumpet, which is a delicious little baked good we have in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves a crumpet. Uh, yeah. I spread it on a crumpet. And I ga- I gagged. I nearly threw up when I ate this crumpet with this chili marmite on it. It was so, so awful. Um, anyway, natto is like the, the my, my, my marmite in Japan is natto. It's the thing I can't stand <laughs> as well as Kodro, actually, but never mind. Uh, and the, this episode of Midnight Diner has, uh, there's a lady who has bonded with her boyfriend over their shared love of natto. So, they sit at the diner and they both eat little pot, their little pot of natto and then they start like making out and the camera zooms right into their <laughs> mouths and it's just you just got this shot of them kissing really passionately with all this slime <laughs> kind of caught between their oh it's, it 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 was it was almost too much it was so in, it was so intense um and then I asked you about it, and you didn't remember watching that one, did you? Not at all. No. Maybe no. you blanked it out. Maybe because I really, I really do not. I'm not a fan of natto. No. Natto. But, um, <laughs> so yeah. But then I watched. Well, I watched one about uh, another thing I've not heard of before. Cat rice. Is that what? Yeah. yeah cat like cat rice, mm. which is like small portions of rice that you would like the size you would give to a cat. It's really interesting to find like, what I like about Midnight Diner so far is that the food each episode focuses on isn't kind of high, fine dining, like sushi or something like that. It's like very much like um, the cheap sort of budget food that people eat in Japan. 
which is a really interesting thing to see, especially to have it readily available on Netflix to like anyone, you know, in any country just about that. Mm. Netflix can kind of watch it and learn a bit about Japanese cuisine yeah. of a type that they might not normally see. So then I decided, and the, that those three episodes are like the first ever three episodes of Midnight Diner, at least as far as I can tell of what's on Netflix. And it's very low budget, um, but it doesn't need to be high budget. It's a show about a man in a, that runs a small restaurant, but it's very low budget, whereas then I decided to skip ahead and check out the episode that you talked about, because I wanted to be able to talk about that one as well, the ham cutlet episode. And again, a ham cutlet is a delicious thing. You described it last week, but it's basically um, a cheap piece of ham that's bre- breaded and then deep fried in panko yeah. breadcrumbs. Um, it's a delicious thing. You definitely get it on sandwiches in Japan, I'm sure. I've had a sandwich with it inside. Mm. Um, and that episode... You has a much. I mean, it appeared in Ultra HD on my TV straight away. It was. It was really looked like a much kind of more professional production. If you see what I mean, yeah. it's interesting to see. They must have gotten some more money. Um, once they started working with Netflix, but and I felt like they'd tightened up because the first three episodes I watched, I thought they were nice and I liked the food stuff, but I thought that the actual like stories were a little bit. Mm. I don't know, I just wasn't that grabbed by them. But then the one I watched about the ham cutlet, the man whose brother is refusing to leave this apartment, uh, and they kind of play, they bond over this board game they used to play when they were children and stuff and end up in the diner together. Uh, I found that much more compelling. It felt like they'd kind of struck the balance much more, they'd found the balance as they went along, it seemed, because in this more recent episode, uh, the food was interesting to see them talking about that and then the story that the characters kind of played out uh, between them was uh, was pretty good as well. So I liked that. I like how each episode ends with a um a little like tip on how to cook the food <laughs> in that episode. Yeah. Um but not like a full on here's how to make it, just like a sort of be careful not to let the flour clump. Bye <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Um which I yeah, I like that. So yeah, I like I it's very low impact. Um it's very mm. it's very much more your kind of thing than my kind of thing, I think, in terms of like slice of life, um, Japan and stuff like that. Uh so I can see why you like it. I'm gonna watch more of it, but I'm not gonna kind of marathon it or anything like that, if you see what I mean. But um I'm glad I've seen it and checked it out and it's a nice kind of nostalgia hit. Particularly yeah. again in the in the episode I watched with the ham cutlet. The the two there's two men having a conversation and they're filling each other's beers, which is what you do in Japan. Yeah. You don't fill your own beer, you fill the other person you're talking to. And then he he starts talking to somebody he doesn't know and he goes over and gives her his business card, which again is like a very Japanese um polite thing to do. So yeah, it's really nice and nostalgic. And I definitely recommend for people who want to see a side of Japan that's not just like, here's all the wacky stuff in Tokyo. Uh, I'd recommend yeah. checking out Midnight Diner. It's a nice sort of uh, ground level view of uh, life in Japan. Yeah, yeah, and how a bar is just becomes like a place of company for one night, even if you don't go back. You know, um, I've been in bars like that, talking to people, and then just left. You know, it's just kind of a nice thing. Uh, just nice. It just reminds Agreed. me of Japan. It reminds me of the bar we used to go in and uh, the uh, all the other bars that we went to. And yeah, it's just a real, it's, it's a more of a real side of Japan than other people would imagine. It's just really bizarre because here in Italy they go, how did you leave, live three years in, in, in Japan? I couldn't. I don't like sushi. 
like it's the only thing the Japanese people eat is sushi. Like it's crazy, isn't it? That the concept yeah. of like people outside, it's like oh, I don't like sushi. It's like well, yeah, but they. <laughs> it's like coming to it. It's like I can't possibly eat in Italy. I don't like pasta. It's like <laughs> we we eat other things, and in Japan they eat other things. They can't just have sushi all the time. Um, and so yeah, that's uh, that's funny. Yeah, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed my calm watching. You know, it's not 24. Mm. It's not. Um, yeah, there weren't enough um, viruses that were going to destroy half the population of America. Yeah. But it was still fine. Good. good cool. Good, good. Well, my homework was to watch uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Queen. Yes, please. And because you love the breakfast sandwich, the Harley Queen. Uh, has made after having a um, uh, heavy night out. Uh, So this is the story of Harley Quinn uh, that she has just split up from the Joker and um, uh, she she makes a bit of uh, chaos. There's chaos everywhere. And then she joins a police officer a singer and somebody that wants revenge, which an I assassin. think they're going to be. Hmm? An assassin. An assassin. And I think they, they're going to be, there's going to be a new film. Like, I think this is a setup for a new new film, isn't it? Well, yeah. Well, they're the birds of prey. So hopefully if they get to make ah. another one, that will be, yeah. The, yeah. The so the birds of prey. Uh, so, yeah. Um yeah, and they have to fight this evil, evil, evil crime lord, uh, which is Ewan McGregor, uh, as a Roman Sionis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Black yeah. Mask. Yeah. Like, he's an interesting villain because you don't really dislike him, but then you really dislike him. Like, he does some awful things. Yeah, he, li- like he likes to he peel pe- people's faces off. He likes peeling people's faces off. Which is yeah. gross. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so this is the story. And I, um, I I, really enjoyed the beginning of the film. I thought it was interesting, like the, the cartoon bit. I thought that was really cool. Um, oh, the, oh, the very start with that little The kind of very intro. start when they're trying to kind of like yeah. explain. Uh, I think that's, for, yeah, I think that's for people that skipped Suicide Squad, which is, is a wise thing to do. Yeah, okay, yeah. So skipped Suicide Squad, that pretty much... Um, summarized what Halloween was all about and uh the scene with the sandwich is amazing uh it's a beautiful breakfast sandwich unfortunately she doesn't uh, get to eat it <laughs> she's very sad about it at the end uh but yeah um Margot Robbie's amazing in it um I I I, I think without Margot Robbie and without Ewan McGregor I don't think the film I don't know. I felt like it was good. It's a very up and down film, isn't it? It's got really good moments, but really like silly moments, I feel. Yeah. Like it's, but it's, I mean, it's a Harley to... Quinn movie, ultimately. It's gonna yeah, yeah. But no, in that sense, like I feel like uh, the Harley, Harley Quinn is just Harley Quinn and she's, she does what she does. And Emma, um, Emma, <laughs> she's not Emma. Uh, Margot Robbie uh, is amazing in it and she's yeah. uh, really good. But I felt like some bits were just really flat. 
Um, and uh, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I, I just, I think, because you said you watched it once and you thought, thought it was okay. I think I need to watch yeah, yeah, it yeah. again because maybe I felt like there was so much, but so little. Uh, there was some great acting from Margot Robbie, but then the rest was just a little bit meh. Um, oh, really? I was... like the cast. I, I think they're all pretty good. Yeah. yeah Rosie, so me, I Rosie think Perez I... I like quite a lot as uh, the police officer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel... I, 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 I watched it. I thought it was entertaining. However, I didn't feel like it was... Um, I, I felt some, some bits were just really like... What? Why? Why is this happening? Why? Um, I don't know. It, 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 I just feel weird because with DC comics, it all seems more like a caricature of everything instead of like mm. making a story about these three new superheroes. Um, it's just a caricature. I feel that's my feeling. That watching the film once, they feel like more of like caricatures more than characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're not, they're not genuine. They don't feel like they are, they are being genuine characters. It just seems like you know this is this is this this is what you have to say because you are a character of somebody. It I don't know. I just uh, that's how I felt with the um, with the three um, what they called birds of prey with the birds, birds of prey, of prey I, lot. I think All I think three. you've hit on the fact that for me, like the biggest issue of the movie is it should be called Harley Quinn. And the movie should and does focus pretty much entirely on Harley Quinn. Yeah. And then at the end of the film, they set up the Birds of Prey. And then the next movie should be called Birds of Prey and kind of give more depth to those three characters who yeah. are sort of presented as archetypes in this film. Like you've got the archetypal person out for revenge and that's kind of all you get from Huntress. Yeah. Um, but you've got then, but you've got Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who I think is a great actress playing that character. So she's able to bring enough to the table to make her scenes work but that character definitely needs more time and more love hopefully in a sequel rosie perez as the police officer whose name i'm not remembering but again she's like a real archetypal Mm. police hard-boiled police detective who speaks in kind of one-liners um and then you've got uh the singer who again is like a kind of a, a a what's the word a sort of a scorned woman or like like yeah i think you're yeah. right when you say they're caricatures they are archetypes and they should yeah and, and hopefully that's the thing. in a sequel get more time and that was my issue with it the first time i watched it but the second time i watched it knowing that that was how those characters were i enjoyed it much more and yeah. as a focus on harley quinn who is who does have a lot more depth and is a, is a great character and her like relationship with the young thief is um mm. like the heart of the film for me but the prob- the problem is that I have no interest in watching Birds of Prey. Like they, they, it didn't leave me as I it is a setup to then watch one day when it will come out watch Birds of Prey. But I have no interest whatsoever in watching it, which is weird, isn't it? Because you're supp- they're supposed to entice you, and and it, they just. I'll probably watch it because you'll tell me to watch at some point as a homework, like you did with this, but. I feel I feel there's a massive I don't know there's something that's missing there's um um like I think you could just carry on with like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn and that's it <laughs> the rest is all seems like a like a big I don't know like I said like a caricature like a over to top 
too muchness for me. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I think that I, to me, I think everything you're saying, I agree with, but I think it's intentional on the part of the filmmakers, and I enjoy that. Mm. Sort of, I enjoy a, a superhero movie being silly and over the top and and cartoony again after years, oh, especially if DC I... comics are being overly kind of serious and and mm. like yeah. the Zack Snyder's Justice League is about to come out this week, and that's just going to be four hours of grey, um, moody grunge. And I kind of really like how cut co- like Birds of Prey is such a colourful film. Yeah, that that I really enjoyed. I thought it was really really good. But I think they sh- they could have done a little bit more with like you can make a colorful, funny, lovely film without being that. I don't know. I I I can't exactly pinpoint what I didn't enjoy apart from just it was just meh. I don't know. I might have to watch it again, like you said. Like maybe I was expecting something, and then if I watch it again with like different expectations, maybe I will enjoy it more. But um, mm. yeah, but I, I, what, what you set, what you set the film, what you, you chose that film for that food, and that food was perfect, you know. And Margot Robbie is really good in it. Um, Ewan McGregor is good in it, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's an entertaining film. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have watched it if you didn't tell me to watch it. So, thank you. Yeah, you're you're very welcome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I said, the first time I watched it, I I wasn't keen on it, and then it's it's from rewatching it a couple of times that makes me uh really like it and appreciate it more. So. Hmm. Sweet. Great. Good times. Yeah, good, good, good Fun times. all around. So, We're going to discuss music videos. I yes, used to me- love music videos. I grew up on MTV yeah. when MTV used to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I I like a good music video as well. Uh, I think we're going to have quite different lists, which is uh, good. What it should be. Yeah, I, I've gone more of a, like an older kind of side, more kind of classic music videos of things that I've enjoyed. I've gone for newer stuff of things that I've been obsessed with recently. So this will be good. Except for my first pick, which is um, kind of my solitary classic. Like This is probably my favourite music video of like classic all-time great music videos, if you see what I mean. Okay. Um, And it is the music video to Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. Sledgehammer. Yeah. Have you seen this before? Gabriel. I think so. I reckon you'll you'll recognise it. Yes, but yes, yes. Let's have a watch of it and then we can discuss it. It is a stop motion animated music video, yeah. I think he had to lie under a glass sheet for about fifteen hours or something. Wow. And that's the thing, like people used to put so much effort in their music videos. They still do, like but you know. Bumping, bumping. He hasn't arrived to Sledgehammer yet. Sledgehammer. <laughs> I hear. 
sledgehammer. Bah, bah. Should I stop? Sorry. Okay. Cool. Peter Gabriel, sledgehammer. Why do you like this? Uh, why do you like it? Why do I like it? I like it because I love... I like it because I love um, stop motion animation, first of all. I think that stop yeah. motion animation is uh, not a lost art, but like an underappreciated art. Like, I feel like, you know, the movies that the children's movies in particular that make loads of money and kind of take over the world tend to be, they were traditionally hand drawn animation, such as uh, Snow White through to like Aladdin and Lion King. And then CGI has taken over and is now kind of the predominant form of animation. Uh, you know, from Toy Story onwards up to Frozen and, and, and Ralph Breaks the Internet. And in the background the entire time has been people who are really passionate about a different form of animation, stop-motion animation. You've got studios like Aardman, Leica, who made mm. Paranorman and Coraline and things, uh, the, the Nightmare Before Christmas, um, The Corpse Ride. Like, these movies have never been the blockbuster animations that um, their peers have made, but I love that style of animation and I think mm. understanding how it's done in terms of having models taking a photograph of it moving it a tiny amount taking another photograph move, like the the level of effort that has to go into making a stop motion animation mm. is so enormous I really think that when I watch a stop motion animation I can really feel and appreciate the level of effort and work that has had to go into making it and I I love it and I think that like Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel is an all-time iconic classic music video of, like you're saying, the type that would never be made again because nowadays they would just do that on a computer. They would yeah. fake it. They wouldn't bother having Peter Gabriel sit under a sheet of glass or lie under a sheet of glass for 15 hours while they put train tracks around his head and all of these things. They would just do it in a computer. And I think that a lot is lost by not putting the time in and doing things that way anymore. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I adore mm. Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, and that, and that, and that's why I love, I love music video, and I love the artistry behind it. And I think a music video has to be artistically well, be, have artistry behind it. And I think maybe that's why I chose mainly older ones because I, I don't know, maybe because I've seen them more. I've, I feel like it, it was they, there was a lot of effort put in music videos uh like from i don't know yeah and uh it's important to put effort in music videos because they are amazing agreed cool uh, i like it yeah 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 so what's your number five my number five is a music video from uh the uh foo fighters by foo okay. fighters and the music video is Learn to Fly. Uh, classic. I love the music video. I haven't... Uh, are we, we going to watch it? Can I watch it? Yeah, I'm going to watch it too. I watched it Good. today I've already. I've got it up now. Oh. Because I haven't seen this video in ages. There's Jack Black. Yeah. There's Kyle Gass. He loves to wear costumes, doesn't he, Dave Gall? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got taken in by that one. <laughs> it's a great music video, I think. I think it's yeah, just so, funny. Yeah. So uh, D uh, Dave 
uh, Grohl, um, Nate Mendel, and Taylor Hawkins all like do different characters in uh, in the video, and uh, they're they're just funny. They just kind of like put everything in the video. It's a funny video. Uh, I don't know. I just I just love that when it came out. It was kind of on MTV on repeat and I never got tired of it because it's like there's so many different characters and so much happening. And uh, it's entertaining. It's a good song with the video. It's even better. I don't know. I just love it. I just really enjoy this music video. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it is an amazing song and it's a pretty iconic music video, isn't it? And uh, I, Dave Gohl's never done any acting and he's pretty, like, each character, is before, each character he has in that film video you can immediately tell what he's doing if you see what i mean i think he should yeah. have uh, i think he should have tried some acting over the years yeah and taylor hawkins as a woman is pretty sexy so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done yeah. taylor hawkins yeah and also that era of dave Gohl with the short hair is the best dave Gohl. Uh, though, i think i, think I, he was, so, I was that, i was crushing hard on dave Grohl in that era yeah, for sure. Good on yeah. you, Dave. Keep going. Right. I like it. That's a great first pick. Learn to Fly by Foo Fighters. Yeah. yeah. What's your number four? My number four is a music video that I am obsessed with in a weird way. Um, I'm going to insist that you watch it all the way through because it doesn't stop okay. being in- interesting. Um, okay. It's directed by Peter Serafanovich. And yeah. it is for it is the music video for the Hot Chip song "I Feel Better." You might have seen this video before, but poss- it's not one of the more iconic ones. But I, 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 there's something about it that fascinates me. Have you found the video? Yeah. Who are Hot Chip, by the way? Hot Chip are like a kind of electronic indie pop. Oh, act. Okay. Okay. They did that song. Do you know? Do you remember that song that goes over and over and over and over? Like a monkey with a miniature symbol, that something. Oh, yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, are you playing it? I'm so confused right now. Is, have you are you seeing a boy band? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keep watching. Okay. Okay. That <laughs> was like I don't think this is the video that. <laughs> this is so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why you always make me watch bizarre things? <laughs> Keep watching. What? He just lasered something with his map. What? He keeps lasering people off. Keep going. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. Random. Random. <laughs> it's very... Very weird, I guess. Yes, please. Oh my goodness. Yeah, interesting. It, I, I, I can see 2019, but it looks much older than that. No, it's from like 2009. I think they re-uploaded it in like 4K ah, okay, or okay. in 2019. It's like, it's ah, okay, from like the 20, like, early That is not from two years ago. Yeah, what, 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 what do you like about this video? I love how it starts off because Hot Chip are an electronic act. Um, they're yeah. not a boy band, and it starts off as like, oh, they're just doing a bit video where they parody boy bands, and it feels like that's the video. But then, yeah. a minute or so in, this 
bald guy fl- and it's not just that he arrives like the actor looks very strange and the way they've got him dressed in this shining almost hospital gown is odd but then they also have him floating in and through the audience and everyone is amazed by him as if they're seeing something uh that they can't comprehend as if they've seen something like almost having a religious experience by seeing this guy appear and that and you and then you think well that's the video then that, that, that everyone's having this kind of religious and then he starts lasering the band and you're like oh this is bizarre and then all of a sudden the band all appear around him and he's dancing with the band and his dancing is kind of quite again hypnotic and you can't look away from it and you think that that's everything strange that's going to happen and then a giant floating head appears and again just murders the entire audience in the video and it's just i just find it like I, every time I watch this video, I can't look away from it. I find it so compellingly strange. And it's like an accidental masterpiece of a video, in my opinion. I, I <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Okay. <laughs> Do you like it? Yeah. Yeah. You've said it now. You can't take it back. Okay. No. What's your number four? Uh, my number four is a weird choice. It's a, I don't know why I like this video. I just like it. Maybe it's because of the content in the video. Maybe because it's a different video from others I've seen before. Maybe I really like this song. I'm not sure, but I, I, I've I watched this video so many times that I put it as my number four because I, I have to. And um, it's, uh, <laughs> and I, yeah, well, check it out. It's uh, Charlie XCX. That's not how you say it. How do you say it? Charlie, Charlie XCX. XCX, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Charlie XCX boys. I think I think it's probably because the roles are reversed and it's such a interestingly weird video. And it's like, I don't know. And I love this song. <laughs> Your face. Is that? There's a lot of famous people in this, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah. Is that Frank Carter? Is Frank? Is Frank Carter in this music video? Who? Frank Carter. He's like um. He's the guy with all the candles on his fingers. I'm sure that's Frank Carter. There's also Taka from One OK Rock. Oh yeah. There's Stormzy. There is something about the simplicity of this video and the content of this video that it just makes me. I don't know. I just love it. And at the end, it says all the people that are in it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it is Frank Carter. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I just, I just, because maybe like roles are reversed. Uh, you know, uh, they they're eating like ice cream and they're like licking stuff. And it's, I don't know. I just, I just, I just really enjoy watching that video over and over again. It's I've never seen that before ever. Uh, that started off as I just thought it was like they'd got a bunch of male models in to behave in the way that women behave in music videos as like a gender reversal. And then I was like, I I recognise that person. I recognise that person. And eventually I was like, that's definitely Frank Carter. But Frank Carter's like a a hardcore punk guy. I wouldn't have expected him to turn up in a Charlie XX video. The people she's got in that video are crazy. That's such a, a bizarre mix of people. And that's the thing. I watched it and I watched it and I watched it again just to like see how many people I know in that video and what they're doing, the different things. Like 
I just found myself watching it so much and I just love it. And I think the song is great as well. So I, I love that. Denzel Curry was in there. Ollie Sykes from Bring Me to... Yeah, that that was... Uh... That was that's that's uh, that was a, that was interesting. Yeah, and it, I guess it was so it was kind of like filming boys, but with the with the male gaze that is normally applied to women in music videos. Yeah, but the all famous be- and, men. Yeah, so, all famous like, men. But Will when I you am see is them, in like, it as well. Who's in it? Will I am. Yeah, yeah. Black Will I am was the one where I was like, well, that's definitely Will I am. <laughs> I know him. I definitely. I know definitely him. know what Will I am looks like. That is Will I am. Um, yeah, and then when you see them like um, <coughs> cuddling puppies and you know doing things, you know it it shows how farcical it is that you have all these videos where women are doing those things and and people just accept it. It almost yeah. like a rebuttal to that hatefully awful uh, blurred lines music video, which is not in this. Oh, oh, oh. <coughs> that oh, don't let's not talk about it. No, let's yeah. not even bring it up. That video. Did you um, did you enjoy it a little bit? <laughs> Yeah, no, I enjoyed that a lot. I thought that was great. I, I don't... With Charlie XCX, people love her music, and whenever I've tried listening to it, I've not quite got it. And maybe the day will come when I get it and like it. Um, but I um, can tell, like, she's a great singer for certain, and I appreciate her talent. The music isn't necessarily for me yet, from what I've heard, but that music video is very good, very cool. I, I love Charlie XCX through her videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't. I I don't really listen to her albums very much because I've tried, but I love watching her videos. Mm. Any videos that she's in or what she's done, it's just art. Uh, like for example, I, I love a music video with Iggy Azalea, Fancy. Like I, you yeah, know, I yeah. think, yeah. So um, I I love her videos. Yeah, but yeah, number four. Number Charlie four, Xavier. nice. Boys. Boys. Um. Okay. Yeah. So my number three, uh, is. When we first said we were going to do a top five music videos episode, the first band I knew had to be in my list was this band uh, because their approach to music videos is kind of my approach to life where it's like, we might not be able to be the best, but we'll certainly put in the most amount of time to try and look <laughs> okay. good. Um, okay. Because the level of effort and time they put into producing their music videos is is ridiculous. And I've definitely shown you their music videos before, so you'll know mm. them. Um uh, but I chose this one because of my kind of uh, young boy-esque obsession with Rube Goldberg machines. Do you know Rube Goldberg machines? No. It's like the, it's the name for those things that achieve nothing, but it's just a bunch of things falling in, like one thing will fall into something else, which will make a ball roll down a hill, which will make a domino fall over to turn on a fan to blow a piece of paper that will knock out. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of chain reaction yeah. thing. Uh, I love all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think I always enjoy watching those kinds of videos. So this is a big Rube Goldberg machine as music video by the band OK Go. And the... Why are you looking at me like that? Okay. Well, I've got... I Like, I've got this band, but not that video. Okay. So that's well, that's fine. So yeah. I've chosen their video for This Too Shall Pass. So do you want to look that uh, up and check that out? I love that video. Yeah, it. let's watch a bit of they it. They were the first so band I put in. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. And they're not the best I... they're not the best band in the world. They're a really good band, but the level of effort they put into their music videos has to be appreciated, right? Yeah. Definitely. So I'm gonna press play on it now and watch it for a bit. I actually quite like them as a band. No, they're good, but 
I'm not trying to disparage them. But their videos are incredible. Yeah, their videos are like the thing about them. They're so good. Yeah. I just love the fact that they've tried it so many times that their overalls are already dirty. Yep. Yep. <laughs> from, and at the very from, end of the video, when from... it finishes, you can see the relief. Yeah. And you can see the whole crew of the video start cheering because everyone's like, we've finally done it. Yeah. I just love the effort they put in their videos. They're just... Yeah. It's brilliant, isn't it? And they're unique in what they do. But it's hypnotic. I could watch stuff like this forever. And it's all one shot. Like, it's just... Yeah. A one-shot music video is a beautiful thing. Definitely. And that's the thing. It's just like, they've done it. They've put the effort in. They've done something extremely artistic, clever, hard to do. They've tried it many times. And they're happy that they've managed it. They're delighted. And they're covered in paint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I I love OK Go. I love their music videos. They, they are definitely the first ones that I put in. I'm going to predict that you've put in the one that they filmed with a drone in Japan. No, no. Oh, OK. No, I didn't I didn't put that one. No. That one's great. I can't remember what it's that called. That is amazing. That, great. that is amazing. Yeah, but not that one. Cool. <laughs> so, I like it. I, I like your choice. Yeah, I explained before we watched it really why I love it, but I just love that, you know, the one-shot nature of it. You can tell how much effort they've put into it. Yeah. And it's great. It just It's just great to watch. It's so compelling and hypnotic. So, what's your number three? My number three, it's a, a blur... It's a blur video from a blur song. Uh, oh. A 1999 blur song called... Coffee and TV. Okay. Have you seen that video? Uh, not in a long time. Oh, uh, uh, it's just... I I love that video. Do you know who directed this video? Uh, Hammer and Tongs. Um, yes. Which are... Uh, Garth Jennings. Garth Jennings. Adam Buxton's mate. And Neith, Neith, Nick Goldsmith. Mm. Yes. And I just love it. I think it's a great concept. Uh, it's funny. It's a great song. And yeah. Are you watching it? I am. I think Blur are amazing always with their music videos. I think Blur like make incredible music videos. I love them. But I think this is. This is the iconic one with the, with the milk dancing around them. I didn't remember it being six minutes long. He's found a girlfriend now, where I am up to. Oh, somebody's stepped on her. That's horrible. Yeah, and all the milk comes out, and he's really sad. All right, I'm going to pause it there. Three minutes in. It's pretty great. It's a pretty, it's a classic. What made you pick yeah. it? I just love, I just love the simplicity, the simple concept of just, it's basically filming the streets of London with a milk carton, but being extremely effective. Of mm. of what it is and uh, and that's the thing like creating a concept for a music video there's just like a milk carton trying to find somebody <laughs> it's an amazing concept what's your number two my number two is again a video I love due to the practical nature of it, it I'm pretty sure everything in this video is done in camera which I really love because it's so impressive and cool. 
Uh, and it's for a type of music that I never, I don't really listen to much. It's one of those things where I just love the music video. And I saw it for the first time um, at yours during New Year's Eve. So I think you've seen it. Um, our friend Sean showed it to us. It is the music video for the song No Reason by the artist Bonobo. Let's check it out. So Bonobo? Bonobo, no reason. Have you seen it? Uh well if you saw it if you watched it at my house, I probably was there. I think you'll like it. Oh yeah, yeah. It. That's a good music video. Yeah, we're we gonna watch yes. some of it. I forgot about it. Yeah. I've shown this to a few people since. I'm gonna press play on it for me now. Me too. So it's basically a camera view of a Typical looking Japanese apartment with a with clutter all over the place and a man in it. Uh, and the camera's just fixed in place as the man goes about his morning routine. But then the door at the back of the room opens and the camera starts to move forwards. And what you essentially have is the same room exactly created again and again and again with this corridor through it that the camera is moving along. And in every single room is a man dressed the same but it gets progressively slightly everything gets slightly smaller each time but obviously the man remains the same size until eventually all that can really fit in the room by the very end is his hand and it appears to all be done in camera um it's incredibly impressive and cool um i haven't looked up i haven't looked into it too much about whether it genuinely is being done in camera but it looks to me like it is and um yeah i think it's amazing I've made tiny little books. That each each room has books in that get smaller and smaller in relation to the size of the man. A tiny little TV. And the camera's just moving through. Like now it's going kind of underneath their through their legs and stuff because they, they're barely fitting in the room. And now the room's just full of apples that look gigantic. <laughs> and then the camera just sort of zooms back through all these rooms and you see everything get progressively bigger again. I I just think it's great. And it's definitely an example of a time when the music isn't necessarily for me, but the, the, the visuals go with it so well that it just produces something really hypnotic and cool. So there we go, Alex. I like it very much. Mm, good. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's a great video. People should check it out. Cool. Cool. What's your number two? Uh, My number two is um, a video that I really enjoyed uh, is uh, colourful and a little bit crazy it's like nearly 10 minutes long <laughs> I really really like it oh, sorry I wasn't talking on in there uh, it's a uh, it's, um, music video it's a um, uh, collaboration between two artists I, I love Lady Gaga I think is an incredible her videos are all amazing I think she puts an, a, an amazing effort in her videos and but this one is uh, Lady Gaga and Beyonce and the, uh, the video is called Telephone sorry it's a very long video no no it's cool it's a good one um, it's a, yeah that's a weird one where the music video is like it's like her most iconic music video I would say but it's far from being her most iconic song. Yeah, yeah. Like, the it's video is amazing. One. The yeah, song yeah, yeah. is okay. But it's I, a good I song. I, I like the song, but it's not like... She's, she's had better the, songs, hasn't she? Yeah, but the yeah. music video is amazing. Like, yeah. I could watch it over and over again. 
It's so good. I love Beyonce in it. It's a completely different look. I love what they do with it. I love what uh, the inspiration. I, I just think it's a great. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's a good one. I like it. I love. I I have a big soft spot for Lady Gaga. So any opportunity to talk about her for a bit, that's cool. What's your number one? Uh, my number one is uh, a masterpiece of, and the reason I picked it is that it's sort of a masterpiece of editing and yeah it's mainly editing like it's kind of it's it's a it's a music video directed by paul thomas anderson the kind of auteur filmmaker behind films like there will be blood and boogie nights um and it is an incredible song that he's come they've come up with a music video that fits perfectly for my in my opinion with the music like the music is very well, you'll see when you when you see it, but the music is very particular, and the video they've made to go with it fits it perfectly, and must have been incredibly challenging to. Uh, it seems very simple, but it must have been very challenging to edit and put together and cut together because it's um it's 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 great. It is a Fiona Apple song called Hot Knife. Hot night. Hot knife. So the music video is called. Fiona Apple, Hot Knife official music video. And it looks like Pitchfork, for some reason, have uploaded, have uploaded it. Okay, yeah. Have you got it? Yeah, so I'm going to press play on it then. She's mesmerizing, actually. It's it like, is. Wow. It looks like it's part of a film. Like it's a, it should be in a film. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's shot incredibly um, well. And it's so yeah. simple. Yeah, but it feels like it's just, it's going to be a, like, like it's just a scene in a film and then yeah. soon the film is going to carry on wow have you seen this before no never well i'm mesmerized sorry i'm just like wow <laughs> like the lighting she used the camera she used her face wow this is a great number one like what that's amazing Wow, that is art. That yeah. is, I was not expecting that. Like nope. a song that goes, "If I'm butter, he's a hot knife." But then <laughs> makes like the most incredible video. Wow, great yeah. choice, man. And the great song is choice. constructed from, like you say, it's just a, it's just like it's such a simple <laughs> set of things that the song is constructed from. But she's yeah. layered them all together to create this incredible song. And then she's wow. Paul Thomas Anderson has come in to make the music video, and again he's filming it so simply, and it reflects the simplicity of the music. But then yeah. he's layering all these images wow. together to create something that's incredibly complex from something yeah. incredibly simple. Like all it is is it they've got a stage, they've got two actresses, or Fiona Apple, and I think it's her sister. They've got a drum and some lighting. And they've wow. constructed just from those elements. They've constructed like a masterpiece of an of a, of art. It's 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 art. It's I think it's incredible. Yeah. I love that. My brother showed yeah. me that for the first time, and I just think it's a masterpiece. I love that music video. This is gonna be culture bucket first. That that's my number one too. There's no point. There's no point in no no. There's no more point in talking about anything else. That is my number one too. <laughs> that's it. No, that's it. 
Is it usurped your other number one? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That was that was mesmerizing. That that's prop. I could. Well, I, I'm gonna watch it again. <laughs> that was beautiful. That but was this is, amazingly I've, shot, I've, amazingly lit, amazingly performed. It's just it's just a it's just a piece of art. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- I think I think Fiona Apple is is a genius. I think. I love her music and that music video mm. is incredible. She hasn't made any music videos for her newest album, which is almost, I don't know, that's off her last album and I'd love to see some more work for me like that. And then, of course, Paul Thomas Anderson, one of our greatest living filmmakers, uh, has, yeah, yeah, brilliant. But for argument's sake, what would be your number one if you hadn't seen that? Uh, so, like I said before, I had an okay uh, uh, go... Um, Video and it was between uh, this two shall pass, but mm. I decided my not the number one because I think I I think although although uh, Fiona Apple that's really artistic I feel like OK Go put like really really incredible effort in their videos. Oh yeah, and I think um so um but yeah I'm gonna keep my number one, although this is like joined with yours because freaking hell that was amazing, um and uh pers- uh, the I re- I really like this video because. The effort they put in it because it's uh it's um uh where is the it's um it's a time lapse uh photography video it's a time lapse video okay so it's a time lapse video but shot in eighteen hours so they they it's just a continuous shot and they also in uh they sleep in a video <laughs> and that uh, the uh, the video is called end love. Have you End seen it? Love. Uh, I think mm. I have, but I don't remember it. So I'm gonna let's watch it again. I'm gonna get it up now. All right, I've got it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. End love. Okay, go end love. I just love the fact that they just decided that they were just gonna spend 18 hours doing this, <laughs> and that's just that's just amazing. They're all wearing like incredible um, tracksuit. Yeah. Colourful. I really like the song. It's fascinating. Uh, it's choreographing this must have been. Yeah. And like when I was talking earlier about Peter Gabriel and how people don't put that level of effort in anymore. Okay, go are like the exception to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like this is the equivalent of him spending all that time under glass for Sledgehammer. Is them, yeah. you know, spending a, over a day in this park to make this video. Yeah. And all that effort for like four minutes and twenty nine seconds of like video, just got some slow motion going on. Yeah, I feel like I really like colorful videos. If you're colorful, I like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. I like colorful videos. <laughs> Although my number one was probably the least colorful video, just about that I could have picked. Oh, but no, don't ever criticize your number one. <laughs> <laughs> That changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty brilliant music video. They're just great on. I mean, they're just so good yeah. at music videos. They're so good at music videos. That's just that's just so good. They're just they're so, so good. good. At music videos. How do they? Yeah. Do well, well done. Well done. Okay, go. Yeah. Keep on going. Cool. Cool, that's so, a great first pick. I'm glad we both had OK Go on our lists because they, they yeah. are the, the undisputed champions of the music video, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Um, the amount of effort they put in them. Yeah. Like the number of great music videos they have is is unequaled, I think, just about. Like they're they're so good at it. Um cool. So I'll run down my top five just just for uh, yeah. pos- posterity's sake. Uh number five was Peter Gabriel with Sledgehammer. Number four was Hot Chip with I Feel Better. Number three, OK Go with This Two Shall Pass. Number two, Bonobo with No Reason. And number one, Fiona Apple, Hot Knife. That I didn't I <laughs> secretly didn't have much faith in that as a number one pick in terms of I was worried it wasn't gonna go down well. So I'm glad that uh I'm glad that it did. Okay. Because well, it's such a simple wrong. one, it could easily. Anyway, it doesn't matter. What was your was top beautiful. five? Yeah, uh, my top five: uh, Foo Fighters, Learn to Fly. Uh, sorry, number five: Foo Fighters, Learn to Fly. Number four: Charlie XCX, Boys. Number uh, three: Blur, Coffee and TV. Number two: Lady Gaga, uh, featuring Beyonce, uh, Telephone, and uh, number one: OK Go and Love. So I have some honourable mentions to mention to go to run through yeah. quickly. But first, did I mean to tell you I've got this new cup? <laughs> it's got a cork <laughs> band around the top to stop it burning when I put hot drinks in it, and it has a has a a, a seal uh, that I can slide across the the opening at the top to kind of stop it from spilling uh, when I'm carrying it. Um, and it's barista standard, so you can take it to any major coffee chain, and they will fill it for you. Rather than a, using a, 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 a disposable cup, uh, so it saves the planet as well. It's called a keep cup. <laughs> do, Very good. Do you know that's, something that I don't know? That's keep cup. So, <laughs> uh, first in my honorable okay. mentions Thank is you, George. the 1975, uh, their music video. They've got loads of good music videos. Sincerity is Scary is a really good one, but I really like their video for It's Not Living If It's Not With You because it's kind of a big talking mm-hmm. heads um, homage. Uh, and it's wonderful and lovely. Then uh, Wake Up by Arcade Fire, the great music video for that when they're walking down the street. Beastie Boys, Sabotage, one of the all-time yep. classic music videos. Um, awesome. York, It's Also Quiet, again, a really great music video. Yep. Bruce Springsteen, Dancing in the Dark, that's one where he pulls mm-hmm. Courtney Cox up on stage to dance with him, uh, pre, you know, pre being known as Monica from Friends. That's an amazing music video, nice and simple. One I'm surprised, I really thought this was going to be on your list. This is America by Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. And a, an He's amazing a minor music video. I, yeah, I, I would have guessed for certain. Uh, Dan the Sack versus Scrooby's Pit with Thou Shall Always Kill. A great music video there. I've seen footage by Death Grips. Is this crazy music video that like almost puts you into uh, some kind of shock or fit when you watch it? Because it's just the number of images being displayed on screen at once is is crazy. So yeah, that's quite the video. Uh, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. I just love Dua Lipa. I wanted to mention her. So good. <laughs> Uh, a weird one that I saw that was a brand new music video that I saw yesterday Follow You by Imagine Dragons who I don't mm-hmm. like at all uh, but they just yeah. put out a music video with uh, Caitlin Olsen and Rob McKelleny from Always Sunny in Philadelphia in it and it's quite funny but um, oh, that's, they're a rubbish band um, Take On Me by Aha is another kind of all time classic I love that one uh, Just by Radiohead the one with the man lying in the street great music video uh, and there's another, I think it's House of Cards is a Radiohead video that was directed by Adam Buxton. So, uh, Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, he's directed his music video in the past. Uh, da, 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 da. Paul Simon, You Can Call Me Al, where he dances with Chevy Chase. Love that video. Uh, Kendrick Lamar has loads of great music videos. Um, DNA, yeah. DNA in particular is really good, and Humble is really good. Uh, Weapon of Choice, the Fatboy Slim music video with Christopher Walken dancing around the hotel yeah. 
is great. Uh, Come to Daddy, the Apex Twin video, uh, filmed yep. on a council estate from Clockwork Orange. Terrifying and horrible, mm -hmm. <laughs> but yep. iconic. Um, Runaway by Kanye West, his half-hour sort of magnum opus. Uh, it's one of my favourite songs of all time, and it is a great music video. Man's a fool, so he's not getting in my top five anymore. And Undone by Weezer, with the dogs running through at the end. Classic. What are you laughing at? Poor Kanye. Poor Kanye. Kanye's a fool. He won a Grammy at the weekend. For what? Best Christian album or something. Oh, Best Christian music Go album. away. Go away. <laughs> go away. Don't talk to me. <laughs> go away. Just don't talk to me. Uh, Taylor won yep. for Folklore, though. Did you see? Yeah. Great. Well done, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Just go away, Phoebe, Br Phoebe Bridges lost all four that she was nominated for, so I'm boycotting the Grammys forever now. Um, oh, uh, her video for I Know The uh, the End Is Coming. Uh, oh, I love that video. Oh, Brilliant. Oh, 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 oh. When she, she runs on stage and grabs a guitar and it's my favourite moment in the world. Anyway, what's your honourable whatever? Well, uh, like, uh, this is America, Childish Gambino. Um, Fatboy Slim has done some incredible videos. Uh, you mentioned one when put of choice, but also Praise You. Ah. Oh. Beautiful video. It's just yes. so... I like to praise you. Um, Bjork, also another artist with incredible videos. I think my favourite is probably the Chris Cunningham one, All is Full of Love, where she's a robot. Uh, but I also like uh, uh, what one another that I've watched constantly was uh, Bachelorette. Um, Taylor Swift... She puts a lot of effort in her music videos. And the most recent, the one that I really like recently is uh, You Need to Calm Down. It's like colourful and things explode. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's a great. Is that where um, she dances with Katy Perry at the end and one of the stresses of yeah, the yeah, 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 that's yeah. a good there, there. Yeah, that's I love that fight. video. Uh, Haim, uh, Want You Back, uh, the video that turned me into Haim because before I wasn't a fan. I think uh, that's Backstreet another Boy. one directed by Paul mm -hmm. Thomas Anderson. Like uh, the great video, so yeah, yeah, simple, yeah. so effective, so He's beautiful, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Outcast, hey yeah, I love the colorfulness of it <laughs> and the fact that they all play. <laughs> my, <laughs> he played, no, he, they, my he plays mum the same weirdly person. loves that music video. Yeah, it's just funny. I just yeah, yeah, I love yeah. It. it's it's great. Uh, Backstreet Boys, Backstreet Back. We talked about it before. Great music yeah. video. And sync, bye bye bye. They're puppets. Bye 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 bye. Uh, no love it. Um, Bad Romance, uh, Lady Gaga, great music video. Uh, Iggy, Iggy Azalea and uh, uh, Charlie XCX, Fancy. They redo uh, the entire, uh, well, they, they reenact Clueless, which is one of my favorite films from uh, the 90s. Which also, that's why I like the next artist. Thank you, next, uh, Ariana Grande. She manages to like put all my love for those films together in Is one that the, video. The Mean Girls dances in that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a cool one. Love that video. Um, Blink 182, 182, All the Small Things. Oh, and yeah. Two videos. And two that just added before, uh, one is Slipknot Duality. I oh, yeah. love that video. It's yeah, yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, System of a Down, uh, Chop Suey. Support those choices for sure. Yeah. 
Is there yeah. all the and there's so many more. I video? love music videos. Yeah, yeah. Music is videos the are one, the best. Is that the one where they're running down the street and they're naked? Uh, yeah, they they kind of take the make of all the. Uh, are you talk about Blink One Eight Two? Yeah. 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 They take the make of all the or um, the nineties uh, boy bands. Yes. Yeah. 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 But they're like they're running down the street, and they're not wearing. At one any... point, at the end, yeah. Is that right? It's just because recently so. they did a new video, Blink One Eight Two, where they did that again. They like re reenacted that video, but obviously they're all like fifteen years old, and that's quite a good music video. What's yeah, but it, I just love that video because it was just like they were just taking the make out of Backstreet Boys and and NSYNC and everybody. It was just funny. But I think, do they run naked at the end? Uh, it's if, if you look up, if you're on YouTube. No, sorry, I'm thinking of Watch My Age Again. Ah, uh, What's My Age? Yeah, that's one, yeah. What's My Age Again? Yeah, if you uh, look up the music yeah. video for She's Out of Her Mind by Blink-182, uh, it's a they've kind of it's like a redo of that. It's it's weird. You might find it interesting. Ah, okay, cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, you should. Thank you. Anyway, um, cool. So homework so, time. Homework time. It's kind of a free homework again this week, right? Yes. Yes. So, um, I've got an assignment for you, if you're willing to take it. Okay. It's on Netflix. I think yeah. there's only six episodes, and each episode is only about 15 minutes long, so... Okay. You should be fine. It's the sketch... I don't think you've watched this. It's the sketch comedy series, I Think You Should Leave. Okay. I would like you to watch that and talk about it, because I, I watched it all again this week and liked it. Cool. Perfect. I think you should leave on Netflix. Just go in with an open mind and be ready for some silly fun, and uh, maybe you'll enjoy it. Okay, I would like you to watch you watch something that I don't know if you'll enjoy. Okay, thanks. But I would like your opinion on it. Okay. And is I may destroy you, uh, which is the series created, written, and co-directed and produced by Michaela Cole. Yes. Yeah, I know it. Cool, I haven't watched it yet, so I'll get on it. Cool. Oh, like good, cool. People love it. I'm sure I will like it. Uh, right, that's fantastic. If you could recommend anything this week, what would you recommend? I would recommend uh, the band Wolf Alice. I don't know mm -hmm. if you um, remember, but I, I like Wolf Alice quite a lot. I'd recommend the app Calm. And also, just as an addition, I don't know if you noticed, but I got this new cup. It's a keep cup. Oh, and, uh, not if anyone's in the market stop. for a new reusable cup, I would uh, highly recommend a keep cup. Readily available. What is wrong with you? Very good. Barista standard. Oh my goodness. Okay. If I could recommend anything this week. Go on. What uh, would you recommend? If you, if you haven't watched it, I would recommend what George recommended me, which is The Queen's Gambit. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Is definitely something you need to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to watch something that will keep you calm and is lovely and fluffy, watch Unicorn Store. You're mm. not going to miss out, lose anything. You're just going to watch Brie Larson be Brie Larson for 90 minutes. Yeah. And if you want to venture to something a little bit different and maybe 
help with your download uh, the Red Cross Japan. Uh, Radwimps has released a new album, which, you know, you might not understand much about it, but it, it's a good album. Cool. Nice. Thank you very much, Alex. Um, so thank you for joining us uh, again. It's, as always, a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, we got a shout out on one of my favorite podcasts uh, recently. So hopefully this might be if there's any people listening uh, who came to us from the Evolution of Horror podcast. Thank you for checking us out. And uh, I don't know. Hope hope you're enjoying it. Um, Keep Cups are available on Amazon and at the Keep Cup website readily. And um, <laughs> we are available in all the usual social media places, particularly Instagram. But there's, we're also on Twitter. We have a Facebook group. Uh, on Facebook that you can join. Links to all those places are in the show notes for this podcast, along with links to everything we talked about in Culture Catch-Up, so please do check that out. And um, please join us next time for an episode I'm really excited about. We're going to do top five final shots in movies. Um, it's going to be an interesting one to talk about, because if we if we haven't seen the movie, we're going to have to kind of skirt around it a bit, but it will be. I'm quite excited to talk about it. I think it's going to be cool. But it's a massive spoiler, though, This that episode. It's going to be a very big spoiler. Big spoilers. Um, but Big a, a, spoiler first. Yeah. Well, yeah, unless, yeah. unless they don't know where the final shot is. Like, Well, yeah, opinion. like I'm going to talk about like why I've picked it and what I think is cool about the final shot, but not necessarily what the final shot is uh, in each example. But yeah. we'll see when we get to it. I'm, I'm excited to do it. Uh, I'm definitely excited to yeah. do homework on that episode as well. So, um. Yeah, that's going to be brilliant. So join us for that next week. Thank you so much for being with us this week. And Thank you. Um, the Keep Cups are available in a variety of colours. You don't have to get the cork band that I got. You can get a rubber band around it instead. Um, uh, they do a collection of Star Wars themed. George, as well. stop. What? <laughs> Keep Cups. Okay. Cool. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to Keep Cup Bucket. Love you. Bye. Bye.